All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast, bonus podcast. Hello, not, Barrett. Not too ugly for YouTube, though. <laughs> yeah, we're filming for the first time. Uh, we are actually recording this, doing what all the kids are doing with the, the teleconferencing. And so you have the option to uh, listen to the audio or uh, jump over to YouTube, Nathan yes. Timmel. Uh, just search me out and I'll post it there. Um Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I texted you that at like... Uh, 12, 16 in the morning. Yeah, in the morning, right yeah. after it was... Yeah. I was trying to do that city slickers thing uh, where Billy Crystal's mom would call him with the... And then at 5.37, you... I don't remember the time, but uh, I wanted to get in and, and get you an early happy birthday. So. Thank you, Zach. And what a happy birthday it is for you, huh? Right. 2020, COVID, <laughs> race riots... I feel like starting this conversation um, like the uh, Nazi in Raiders of the Lost Ark when Marion tries to escape and he's in the, the tent doorway and sets down and like, what shall we talk about? <laughs> like, what are we going to talk about? The whole, the, the country's on fire. Um, yeah. At that, generally we try and talk about race and that's, that's all anyone's talking about. So how do how do you want to jump in? Where should oh. we start? I mean, I have so much to say about it because I've been getting phone calls from people for the past few days. All my white friends call me to then <laughs> talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I laugh, but I hate to say this. I did the same thing uh, the morning Trump was elected. I called a bunch of uh, my, my LGBTQ friends and uh, a couple African-American and a couple Latino. Just checked in like, uh, hey... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, I just it's what I felt like. So I laugh, but I did the same goddamn what? white liberal thing. Like, we cool? You know, if you have to ask, you're not. But I, it wasn't that. But it, I don't know. It, no, it's know what, what white mean, people do. Man. I know what you mean. I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and and just like you know, things on the news, like everything that's going on, it's just a constant thing. Like, I. Yeah, so, anyway, I have a lot to say. So you should start, because once well, I start, I won't stop. So you should just... I just, the thing I the, that I don't appreciate is, back when you and I were growing up, uh, there was a news cycle, and you had three stations, and Walter, Conkri Con Walter Cronkite, and you had news at five or 6 and 10 or 11 p.m., depending on your time zone. And you had a newspaper that came out every morning and maybe an afternoon. So something would happen, and they would write up a story, write some copy, and then they would vet it. And then, I mean, they, they tried to get breaking news. It's not like they would sit on it. They, wa they wanted to be first. But the paper didn't come out until 5 a.m., so they had right. all night to write. Maybe they had to get it to press by 3 a.m., um, but the, the news... It had to be big. It had to be like JFK or Reagan getting right. shot big to cut into television program. So today we have 24-hour internet. And, and so the immediacy and yeah. immediacy leads to inaccuracy. And that's what I don't like is the fact mm -hmm. that something happens and everybody has a rush to be first, but they don't have a rush to be correct. So when it comes to the protests turning into riots and violence, you just get misreporting all over the place. And over the course of the next few days and weeks, 
the truth will begin to come out. And personally, from what I've been reading, what I think is, what what I believe I've been seeing is 95% of the protests have been peaceful, 97%, 98%. And then you have a small faction of 3% of agitators. And those agitators can be the, the far radical left. It's a lot of white people. Uh, it can be the far right, white nationalists. And then that sets a steamroll effect where a mob mentality, the good people, a lot of them go home. Some of them have tried to intervene. And then the media shows black kids looting. And suddenly people that aren't paying attention are like, oh, there are those blacks rioting again. It's like, that that's absolutely not the case. Now, that was day one. Now we're on day, I don't even know, what we're, it's, it's June 2nd. And it is showing that more and more agitation is coming from small factions, like I said, far right, far left, and a lot of white. And that's good. It's just that initial immediacy of, oh, protest, now they're rioting, those blacks again, and or just anything. It, it gets frustrating, the fact that there's no sitting back and digesting information and putting forward truth. That, that's where I'm sort of at right now. Yeah. I mean, I... I feel like the... And you and I talk about this all the time. The the places where we go to make sense out of life, they're no longer trustworthy. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. information, it's not... There's no conversations. It's just narrative warfare. That's all it is. It's just narrative warfare. So, right, you can have the truth you can have truthful you can have the truth and you can have different variations of it right and truthful is essentially to me means that i believe what i'm saying right like if you hear what i'm saying you can trace it back to a belief that i have in my brain whether that's true or not true is not relevant i believe it's true right that's truthful most people i think are truthful true is somehow you can trace it back to some independently verifiable thing so you can be truthful about something that is true or something that is false, right? I think that nowadays we have a lot of people where we have these major issues, huge issues, right? Arguably existential issues, like the things that decide the fate of humanity, right? We have these massive issues and we have huge polarizations on them, right? And you can with a Google search, find hundreds of real factual looking and sounding things that for issues that are too complex for any one person to figure out, right? Like the problems that we're having in this country are way too complex for one person to figure out. Now you and I seem to figure it out every, every week. But, we do a good job at but, it. But really, like they really are too complex for any one person. So you have to go outside of your own brain to do some collective thinking. So you normally source that to a person or something you trust. And now, because of the way things are, you don't actually know who to trust. Like, that's the truth of it, right? Like, you can kind of prove anything. And most people, honestly, they're, they're, they have far more conviction than they have research. Do you yeah, know what I mean? What, what I think you're getting at, correct me if I'm wrong, is the system of confirmation bias and echo chamber um, reality, where right. it's not right. a matter of who do you trust. You search out 
who you want to trust, which is how we end up with the Flat Earth Society, how we end up with chemtrails, how we end up with truthers. I mean, it's... But, but yeah, but I mean, like, let's take something like, let's take something a bit, let's take like, um, not Flat Earth, right? Like, let's take, um, well, can we stick to the riots? Because I have an example, maybe. Yeah. You tell me what you think of this. Can I give mm -hmm. you an example? Yeah. Okay, I, I, I say this on the podcast a lot, I believe. Um, I went to high school with some pretty stupid people. I uh, lived in a small Wisconsin racist town, and I was surrounded by assholes. And uh, because Facebook is Facebook, they all friend request everybody, and I'll get something like, who is this person? Oh, we have 68 mutual friends all from high school. Okay, click, fine, whatever. I don't remember any of them. And that happened yesterday, or I, I had someone on my list, and yesterday he, he posted on, on I, I posted a quote on Facebook from the Blues Brothers. I posted Elwood's intro to um, uh, Everybody Needs Somebody. We're so happy to see all you people here tonight, and we'd like to especially welcome the representatives of the Illinois. He responded to that with a meme that said, these leftist black radicals killed this white business owner who was just trying to protect his business and i'm like what in the <laughs> fuck are you first of all inappropriate then the racially charged <laughs> shit so i quick googled dallas texas but and i found the story nowhere near the truth this guy was a customer at a bar he liked the bar he saw the riots he chased protesters with a sword they said, holy shit, there's a guy with a sword, turned around, kicked his ass, took off. He's fine. He issued a statement. He's in state, you know, like not dead. And he said, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And <laughs> there's a picture of a couple black guys beating this guy up. You can't see that he's a white guy in the picture I saw. But th this idiot asshole I went to high school with who, who likes the confirmation bias of or the flat earth of... Um, the, the protests and the anger and they're, they're all thugs. What, what uh, asshole Trump is uh, tweeting that meme spoke to him. So he shared it, no investigation. And it took a two second Google search to find the story and find multiple sto sources <laughs> to say that this is what happened. And even like 10, 15, 20 minutes later was I able to find now there's a meme circulating and, 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 the website BuzzFeed, which I don't even really like, has started a tally of click here and we're going to put all untrue stories here and debunk them with sources. And that one ended up on the list. So is that kind of what you were talking about? I, I, I think we've strayed from yeah, the point no, that you were talking I mean, about. It, it is right. Well, I mean, I would argue it's confirmation bias, but it's also. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a bit of confirmation bias, but it's also stuff that sounds legitimate. Do you yeah. know what I mean like <laughs> like let's say you take. um um global warming right now here's the honest truth i believe that global warming is real right i haven't done a crazy amount of research on it i grew up in a family that's pretty liberal and the whole narrative of my whole life is that it's a real thing right so i believe it because i was trained to believe it like a religion anything else now the research that i have done small though it may be, seems to lean towards it being real. I've heard plausible arguments from people 
that I couldn't necessarily recite. But I remember at the time hearing them and going, well, <clears throat> that doesn't sound ridiculous. I know I don't believe it, but it doesn't actually sound ridiculous. It just sounds like something I don't believe. You're you talking about things like the wobble of the axis or I mean that cyclical. Or, or, or the fact that it's cyclical or anything. Yeah. And, and when I say, listen, <clears throat> that's irrelevant. The thing is that we all understand that we only have one planet to live on. We all understand that something is going on, right? So the real, but the argument of whether or not humans are contributing to it or are we not? Well, I would say, of course we are. But on a global scale, people can say we're not. And if even if we stop, these other people are going to do this and so forth and so on. And I'm like, well, I don't agree with any of it. But I understand how if I grew up thinking that it was kind of a hoax to begin with, and I found all that, all that information, I would believe it's a hoax. And I wouldn't believe it because I'm stupid. I believe it because there's enough legitimate-looking research out there to make me not, to make me question it. Do you know what I mean? And that's a real thing, right? Like, I We're feel talking like, about conditioning now. <clears throat> yes, to a degree, but I also okay. think that, I think it's more than that. I think that most of the information is strategic, right? Like, if you, all right, dude, let's take, um... Here's an example I heard somebody use the other day. Let's take why are there no why are there very few phase three clinical trials on vitamins, right? Well, because you can't patent a molecule. You can patent a synthetic one. So the money that goes into the research is all for drugs. But when you look at that, you'll go, well, there's no phase three clinical trials for vitamins, so they must not actually be efficient. Because if they were, people there would be all these cl clinical trials. People at the bottom who buy vitamins versus drugs versus whatever don't understand that at the top, that decision is made for financial reasons, not because vitamins aren't actually effective, right? But it would look like they are. And you could say, well, this has never been proven because there's no phase three clinical trials, so you shouldn't take it. But here's our drugs. That, that have these trials, right? That's the truth. But is it actually true? Do you know what I mean? Like, you can read things that appear to be true, and they're just not true, but you could believe it, and you wouldn't be an idiot because you believe it, right? Yeah. So I think that when it comes down to it, we have a left side and a right side that both have what the other side considers to be ridiculous information and what they consider to be really factual information. And I can see how they both, and they both are fighting for the soul of this country. Who, what type of leadership should we have, right? The leadership that does a top-down thing or the leadership that does a bottom-up thing, right? And you have people who are saying simple things, right? Again, not my words. Somebody else said this. I'm just paraphrasing. That, like, you know, you have this pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstraps mentality. And that makes a lot of sense. But oddly enough, there's more people who seem to be being able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps who were born in the Hamptons or Beverly Hills than people who were born in some trailer park in the middle of some place or in the middle of some hood somewhere. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Whatever their racial equivalent are. You know what I mean? Like, a, well, not even I'm, just I'm the haves and the have-nots. Right, a lot exactly. of haves right, exactly. seem to be able to pull right. themselves up in the have-nots. Right. And, 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 but if you have a, a, some kind of zero-sum game, if you take that to the conclusion, it self-terminates, right? Like, you can't have a thing, you can't have a winner-take-all in a society, right? <laughs> because right. that means you, what you have is what you have right now. A huge inequality of wealth. And people can argue that that's not true, but it is, and it's not, 
you can't change that, right, from the generosity of the people at the top because there's a, there's a woven into the system of success is that sociopathy will lead you to the top, right? Like, it's, it's a competitive market, so you don't win because you're the best. You win because you're the best at winning competitive games, right? And we have this whole kind of situation, which leads us to where we are today. Two sides of people who really strongly believe in what they're saying. And they're literally at odds with each other, but each one of them thinks the other one is the devil. And they're, each one of them thinks they're the good guy, right? Like, when we look at Germany back in, in World War II, it was really clear we felt like the good guys, right? We went in and we kicked everybody's ass and showed them what was what and saved the world, right? That's the story we tell ourselves as Americans that we went in and saved the world, right? And I like we, it. makes me feel good. And that made, yeah. us, that made us good guys, right? Yep. And then we came home and had the, not the Jim Crow South, but, you know, to be like in the 40s, what was were black folks being treated great? You know yeah. what I mean? Every right. African-American soldier, every black soldier is like, right. all right, thanks for your service. Go back to your uh, right, exactly. position in life. Right, exactly. And so, Back in the right. fields or like, whatever. And yeah. so, so for years, black people have been fighting in wars to prove we're American, doing all this stuff. And every turn, it's like, okay, thank you for your service. Now get back in the fields, right? And yet we were fighting that very thing in another country. But in our country, we were like, mm, now nah, we're going to allow it to happen here. But anywhere else, we're going to go fight it because it's wrong. Right? It's ridiculous. The mental gymnastics it takes to do that. Seriously. Like the mental gymnastics it takes to have some of the most brilliant treatises on peace. Um, like individuality, emancipation, freedom, uh, freedom from tyranny were written by people who just went out and fucked their nigger bitches in the back. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, it's ridiculous. You have these beautiful documents from people who are just raping their slaves. You know, it's like the mental gymnastics it takes to write these things and then go do that and not see any, you know, like, but that's where this country, that's what we're best at. We're well, best at it continues that. because I right. think um, Vietnam, if I'm not mistaken was the first time, I think it was Vietnam, I get confused. Someone got in a lot of trouble for saying, maybe it's more more recent than that. Someone got in trouble for saying, it's not the best and brightest that are going and fighting the wars. It's the people that are trying to escape poverty or who have no future. It's it's not, you know, the the, the Harvard kids that are, it, look at look at our president, you know, President Bonespurs. Yeah. They don't go into the <laughs> army and fight the wars. It is the people that have no future and what you say the mental gymnastics is like all right you're good enough to go fight our wars but when you get home thanks for your service goodbye i mean right. you're 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 back to the same lot in life you're not right. uh we we say you're a hero we use the word hero but um depending on the color of your skin uh or your ethnicity you are still you know put in categories yeah yeah and and i think that that kind of thing persists right so now we have a situation where you have these two sides that are completely rivalrous playing information warfare with narrative warfare with each other with credible stuff and really good deep fakes really yeah. good ones right like stuff that i mean you know 
shit, man, I remember when Jurassic Park came out. I was like, wow. You know? <laughs> and now it's like, oh, this whole thing. But, like, the, you know, like, you can do that shit on your iPhone now. <laughs> I, I, not, I, not to go down a stupid path, but <laughs> I, I have kids, as you know, but anybody that tuning in for the first time, five and seven, and uh, just started introducing them to Harry Potter. And uh, we're on the fifth movie right now. The difference in special effects between Harry Potter 1 and 5 <laughs> is insane. You go back to Jurassic Park, I mean, shit, Harry Potter 1, they're on a broomstick, and it looks like one of those old 50s movies where they're driving a car and the background is... If it, and then Harry Potter 5, you're like, holy shit. And now today, like you said, the the, the deep fakes are... Oh my God, you do that shit on your phone. Yeah, and, you know I mean? and they look amazing. You It looks right. like someone is saying something or something... Right. I can't remember the movie. Someone just put Bill Hader's face from Saturday Night Live. They they put it into a movie. I can't remember what it was. Like they made him Han Solo or you know a, a Christopher Walken role. But they put and it it looked amazing. Right. It yeah. looked insanely. Oh no no! It was. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. Terminator Two. They made mm-hmm. uh, Bill Hader. The term, the second Terminator, not the Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. but the the cop one that was played by Robert Patrick, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked amazing. You would have thought that was the movie. That's yeah. how good it was. Yeah. So now, like you say, now imagine doing that to the news in the news with videos and or. I mean, and everybody with a fucking with two cameras, and a switcher, and some fancy lights can look like they have a news show, like literally, you know, yeah. right? Like you like with the with a very small investment. You and I could be sitting in a room and looking like we have a real legit news show. Well, <clears> that's what uh, you know? I only learned about this a couple of weeks ago because of John Oliver OAN Network, uh, One America, One OA, One America Network. I think that's what I don't know. It's just a YouTube channel that they just yell pro Trump shit. It, it, right. that, shit, that's all Alec Jones is. Alex Jones oh. is just a, a backdrop, and he screams into a microphone. I mean, like, it's not... And, and to the casual observer, like, what do you say in Pulp Fiction? Well, you know, if he just walks by, it's fine. But if any real... If any, what do you say, any pig sticks his greasy snot in here, it won't yeah. fool him, but at first glance. Right, like, if you're just listening to it in the background and it's up on the screen and you're working at your job and it's just on in the background, it looks like news. And it sounds like news. And it passes for news. And so you believe it, you know what I mean? And again, it doesn't mean, this is the thing, right? Like, people are really, uh, people seem to be really angry and upset. And I'm like, I am too. But we really do need to understand that they really do believe what they're saying is accurate. I need to interrupt you you and look at my watch for a second, because I said we only had so much time on my recorder. My furnace just kicked on, and uh, for the audio <laughs> recording, I don't know much of that's going to be in the background, so I will have to go in and look for this time spot so that I can edit background noise out. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to... <laughs> I didn't want to make it look like, oh, Barrett's talking again. I wanted to acknowledge <laughs> oh, I'm geez. about to look at my watch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was like, what uh, is he but, fucking But anybody who knows about? me goes, man, that's why I'd never do a Zoom call with that motherfucker, because I'd have to be looking at my watch. He'd see me. <laughs> I don't know how much of it you're hearing, but I know my microphone is picking it up, and, and so that means when you're talking, in my background, all it's going to be is... <laughs> so I'll have to look for that sound wave and, oh, and chop it. Sorry. I mean, but, well, no. Um, I, I listened to a series of podcasts that I would recommend. It's called Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are seven episodes. One through five are great. Seven's great. Six is not great. <laughs> uh, it's just an interview with a pee-pee die. 
that uh, YouTube guy, uh, PewDiePie, mm. PewDiePie, I don't know, PewDiePie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, you familiar with QAnon? Not at all? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's exciting stuff. It's, it's uh, I take all the batshit things uh, Alex Jones says mm-hmm. and uh, put that in a funnel and go deeper and more crazy. <laughs> and so they examine the people. It, I'm not even going to begin to go into it. It's just too much. It's do you know the guy that went to shoot up the pizza parlor in D.C. because he thought uh, Hillary Clinton was running a pedophile ring in the basement of the pizza parlor? Even I though know there was no of basement? it. Yeah, I don't know any real fine details, but yes. Okay, so that guy came about because of QAnon. It's it's that Trump is the chosen one. He's going to save the country from everything. Liberalism, uh, Hollywood, the Jews, everything. <laughs> Trump is the savior. And... What this podcast discovered is what you just said. They they found people that put on YouTube videos 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Some people put it on and sleep, and the algorithm would just kick out crazier and crazier shit. Oh, you watch this video, play next, this one. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you like puppy videos, you'll get more puppy videos. Mm -hmm. And this one was, oh, I clicked on something crazy. And so that's why it's called Rabbit Hole. They go down the rabbit hole. And at the end of it... A guy takes a gun into a pizza parlor because Hillary Clinton's running a pedophile ring with with Steven Spielberg and Barack Obama and and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks got listed as being a pedophile. It's like th- that's how crazy. But you put this shit on and you speak authoritarian uh, with with, a, with some authority, and some people will believe you. People look for things to believe, mm. and you 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 listen to it for long enough, and you yeah. will be convinced. I'll take it. Let, let, yes, let's let's take, go down the rabbit hole on this for a second. Speaking sure. of rabbit holes, all right. So let's take this back to education, right? Or newspapers. Remember when you were a kid and the newspaper was actually a thing? When you were yeah. referencing this newspaper thing that you speak of right next to your abacus and your sundial? There's that's where we lost uh, anyone that's a millennial. <laughs> Who the fuck are these old fucks? Right. Fuck these two. But right, they wrote that at what an eighth grade level. Right? Wasn't that what it was when, yeah, we were, yeah. when we were kids? Like, the newspaper was an eighth grade level, right? When you're done, I got something to say. I, now, unless you're going to say it first. But now I think it's down to a fifth grade level, right? That's where I think they write it. And since they put it at... Well, <laughs> I, uh, I, I should turn this into a joke. Maybe I wanted to at one time, but I didn't. Um, didn't say that to anyone up front, maybe because we assume people are watching now so they can see <laughs> that uh, usually say up front uh, to anyone new that uh, you are a black African-American person of color and I'm a cracker ass hunker. You're, you're a musician and I'm a comedian, so when I, I, I should have put that yes, up but front. But you have anyway. instruments in the background, so nobody would, people would assume we're just two musicians. That's true. We got to... Um, nice bass. Nice, uh, I love that fretless, man. I forget about that bass. That's a dope bass. Not, my, the, the one you gave me right there. Yeah. The, the, I like that the, one, too. That was one of my favorites, man. I love oh, that it's so beautiful. And playing that one has made me better on the fretless, if you can believe it. Like, yeah. when I pick up the fretless, I'm like, holy shit, I can find the notes now. Like, it, it, it's weird. Um, That's funny. So I wanted to make a joke about this and, and forgot until you just said, and this is years ago, um, back to my kids, we, we bought my kid a car seat, obviously, because that's what you do, because you don't want them to be hurt in a car accident. And I don't know how I stumbled across this, but car seat instructions are written at something like a third grade level. And that sent me looking at 
what other things are written at. You're talking about newspapers used to be an eighth grade level, now they're at a fifth. They, they are dumbing things down so that it's easier to understand. And the joke I wanted to make is, if you can only read instructions at a third grade level, maybe you shouldn't be having kids. Maybe you're too but, fucking stupid to be a parent. you couldn't read the condom for because that's written at an eighth grade level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pick up the condom like, eh, tear, oh, yeah, fuck it. You know, and then you, yeah, there's something. But I, I and I, I, I forgot to make that into a joke, but. And, and so they did studies, and, and I'm going to make these numbers up so nobody holds me to them. Um, say Hillary Clinton spoke at a ninth grade level, Barack Obama at an 11th grade level, Donald Trump speaks at a third grade level or something like that. I mean, he uses short, punchy, lock her up, drain the swamp, build the wall. He just, he, he's short, he's punchy, and this is insulting but true dumb people respond to that it's easy it's simple they it they i mean yeah they catch it they believe it they buy it but let's not even call them dumb let's just say they're just no you can be the better person i will call them stupid people right but here's the thing you're 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 a very generous kind person i'm an asshole i mean but you you the as we stated earlier and again not that we're right Again, like, we're not the two smartest people in the world. We're probably not even the two smartest people on the Zoom call. Right? No. So, whoever, whatever NSA agent is listening <laughs> right, to us exactly. is probably smarter twice than twice us. twice as smart. But we've gotten more than we know. Which I don't understand why they monitor our shit. Because we're just going to broadcast it. It's going to be out there. Like, are you trying to get to us first? Is that how good of a fan you are? Because you just listen maybe, out the... Maybe that's actually the reason. Maybe that's why... There are people fighting against it because we're gonna they're they're gonna lose all their jobs once Facebook and Instagram and Zoom and right, everything right. become real. What the fuck do you need the NSA for? Because we're all just gonna volunteer our information. We're gonna put a, ca- hand on a camera onto my house twenty four hours a day. Oh, I you know? I saw uh, someone respond. I don't I don't know if you heard this rumor, but uh, the whole idea that this uh, COVID nineteen vaccination is gonna contain a microchip that nice. uh, that 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 tracks us as people. And someone wrote, it was just a great comment, like, uh, someone wrote, I will not be microchipped. And the person wrote, yeah, she typed on a device she carries in her pocket 24 hours a day, you know, like the phone (laughs) that tracks you every fucking where. Exactly. All the apps that track uh, you. What were we talking about? I I don't know. We've gotten sidetracked. No, we're talking about something about how we're not that smart. Education, uh, you said, I I called them stupid for uh, the reading levels, what what people understand, and what level newspapers are written at, if they're written at all. Right. Okay. Here's the thing, right? Again, you and I aren't the smartest people even on this, on this, in this conversation at the moment. And here's what I think I think that those, the things cannot be distilled down to a really, they can't be oversimplified because they're actually complex, right? Like, Katie's really good at this, right? I'll write something. We'll have a Interrupting conversation. Interrupting here. Yes. Katie Henry Band, uh, Antar Barrett is the musical director. Yeah. Um, so when you just throw that out there, people are like, Katie, what's Katie? Where'd she come from? Uh, right. uh, she, she's a singer-songwriter she's, and yeah, you're the bass a, player. She's, she's a great songwriter. And one yeah. of the things, we'll have a conversation and I'll say something that is really complex and involved and she'll distill it down to one sentence now she'll say it and i'll be like oh that's really funny because yeah you can distill it down to one sentence and that's right the mark of a good songwriter right they can take a complex thing and make it just a one sentence right they're poets she's a poet she's she's translating words into melodies right but 
what it requires is that you take that thought and you extrapolate the rest, right? There's a, a very famous story among writers. I was listening to this thing on the art of storytelling and the woman said that somebody said to Hemingway, can you tell a story in six words? And he said, yes. He said, here's your story. Baby shoes. Or no, for sale. Baby shoes. Never worn. Yeah. Right? Now, that just takes your mind. Your mind does the rest of the work. I think the problem of what we have today is that we have these things and our minds stop doing the work because if you really only need things up to a third grade level and that's what you read and nobody reads anymore, but if you're used to getting your news in 30 second sound bites and clickbait stuff and then everything is at a, between the third and the fifth grade level, then you don't actually think. Like it, it trains the people not to think. Like legitimately they're trained to be dumb. I don't mean that yeah. to be insulting, no, but it's I just like that. if you keep dumb, like right, the, the the mind is a muscle, right? And if you have any kind of muscle, any kind of thing, it, it generally gets stronger from using it to do complex things, right? You will not complex, but hard, right? You want to get stronger, lift heavier shit, right? <laughs> if you want to get smarter, you can train yourself to be smarter by just reading more and more complex stuff over and over and over and over and over again and keep bumping it up. But if everything keeps going down, the exact opposite happens. Your, your mind literally atrophies. And that's what I see. I see a world with no critical thinking. And not that I'm, like, king critical thinker, but and not even that, like, I, I mean, I happen to be on the left, and I think that, you know, I'm a big fan of a kind of, you know, social capitalism, you know what I mean? Like, I believe in entrepreneurial stuff, and I believe that people should be able to start businesses and make a living and do stuff, and I believe that people should work hard and do that stuff, but I also believe that if you have a situation where Walmart can just out-buy, out-spend, out-advertise, out-everything, every, every one of its small competitors, this stuff can never come to existence. I, I can give you a concrete example, because I just heard it... Um... Couldn't tell you where I, I was. Uh, oh, I, maybe it was the same podcast. Rep doesn't matter. Amazon. Um, no, it was real time with Bill Maher. Real time with Bill Maher. Do you remember diapers.com? Yes. Uh, diapers.com doesn't exist anymore because what Amazon did was lowered their price on diapers to be low cost. It is estimated they lost one hundred million dollars, but they wanted to make sure everyone was buying diapers from them. And diapers.com couldn't match their prices, so people bought from Amazon, and then diapers.com went away, and then Amazon just raised their prices again, is what you just right. said. It, it, right. The, the, the right. idea right. that Walmart does it, but Amazon absolutely right. does it. And if you live in a world, like, here's the problem, right? Everything we do is rivalrous, right? Right, you have two drug companies that are both trying to get cancer cures. One has a breakthrough. Does it actually share it with the other one so the more people get cured? Well, of course not. It actually does the exact opposite. It hides the fact that it got it. It spreads disinformation and misinformation so nobody knows so that they can it can make the money. But wouldn't it make more sense if you actually cared about the people if everybody got together and all the smartest people in all those companies got together and made the drugs? And you know what I mean? But that yeah. would be ridiculous, right? Which and, is you know. why the time we are living in is so interesting because... Right. That is what many scientists and doctors and health, they're all saying right. that with coronavirus and COVID, 
hey, we're tag teaming this. You work on this, work on this. The scary thing will be is if governments get involved because everything I'm reading is that there are a lot of scientists and, and researchers that just want the cure and are saying, we are going to share this. This will be a global thing. Yeah. But if you get a government involved, because there was, uh, and I'm not trying to make this a right wing, left wing thing. I, I'm really not. But it's the only example I can think of. There was a company in Germany that was doing research and Trump approached them and said, hey, come to America. You know, let, let, I'll give you some money in tax. They he wanted to buy the company and then make it an American exclusive. It's like, just let fucking Germany invent it. Let's just get this thing cured. Right. So, yeah, right. Yeah. And, but I mean, politicians and, and, are scary. But I mean, I heard somebody uh, use an example where he said, you know, take two government agencies that are both fighting for a budget, right? They work together theoretically, but don't share oh. information with each other because they're both fighting for a budget. And then that, that's go, how 9-11 happened. <clears throat> exactly, right. They, they don't talk go, to one another. And, but, and you don't even need to take two agencies fighting for money. Anybody that's ever worked in a government uh, situation knows, and this will never make sense to me. I, I, I live in the Midwest. You, you li- we both live in the North. So if we have any uh, Southern listeners and or desert climate listeners, um, when you live in an area where it snows, you have snow plows that go out and, and push that shit aside. And at the end of the year, they're, they're given a budget. And at the end of the year, if they haven't spent that budget, they find a way to get rid of the money so they can ask for that same amount next year. It's just wasteful. You would think that they would say, oh, well, we only used four of the five million dollars we were given. So here's a million back in the kitty. And then next year, oh, maybe we'll need six million. And, you know, you just but no, if you get five million in November, you have to spend all five million by April. Or next year, you only get $3 million, and what if you run out? It's it's the most bizarre. Right. And, and that's just snowball. Like, any branch of government will tell you, when it comes to budget time, they're saying, even, shit, fans of The Office, uh, they, they, they came down to buying new chairs or a copier because it was budget time, and they had to get rid of the money or give David Scott a bonus. It, it For some reason, you have to spend, and that's not even government. God, that's private industry. It's just absurd to me, the idea that you have to spend the money instead of reinvesting it or holding on to it because you won't get it next year. Yeah. Because that's all a competition for who can hold on to the most amount of dollars. And and if you have, if you live in a place, right, like let's say you live in a place where, well, let's take another business. Let's Let's say you work for the FBI, right? And one, and... So between one floor and the next floor, there's rivalry for money. Who gets all of it? Between one section and another section, between one within the sections, small teams are, are fighting against each other. And within those teams, people are fighting to become the leader. So at no point is it advantageous for you to share information except in a strategic manner. And yet yeah. all these people are supposed to be working together. But everything we do is based on some kind of ridiculous game theory dynamics, some kind of zero-sum game, and that's not actually the way life is, right? Like, if you think about a country, a country can't actually function that way. And this is, I always get to this point when we talk about racism. If we started taking, if we just got obnoxious and went, look, Americans are the best, no matter what, what they look like, right? American women, American oh, I was going to say, don't we already do that? <laughs> you right, meant but, across the board. Right, I meant across the board, right? <laughs> and we said, okay, we're going to go to the 
to the black community, to the Latino community, to the LGBTQ community. We're going to go to every community we can, and we're going to find the best and brightest, and we're going to put everybody in a room, and we're going to fucking milk their brains for everything they have and make this country amazing, right? That would actually really work. Do you know what I mean? Because some yeah. of the smartest people are going to be in groups. But because of stuff like white supremacy, people go, what does that mean? It's like, it just means that, like, there are amazing books written by black people that are only found in African-American history classes, even though those people were raised in America, been in America for 10 generations. Black literature is not considered American literature. Black history is not considered American history. So it's already a dehumanizing thing, right? When people say, "Why you? we treat you like Americans, really? Then why isn't... Not even like slavery. Let's not even talk about slavery, the effects of slavery. Let's just talk about good things that black people have done, right? Inventions, accomplishments, awards, just whatever it is, just, or books, artists, whatever it is, just don't make it only in February, just make it part of the curriculum, right? Like when we're reading about Victor Hugo and he's talking about revolution and all this other stuff, that's great. So why not read about some other person's version of that, right? Like, every if everything only comes from a white perspective, it just literally subconsciously trains everybody, even the liberal people, into believing that no one has actually ever created anything except for Question white Question for people. you, then. Are yes, you, in a way, arguing against Black History Month? Because I've suppose, heard that argument. I suppose when, yes I, and no. Okay, because I've heard I'm, what you said, but actually wrapped in the let's do away with Black History Month because it focuses it when it should be spread out and and, and, and that's, normalized that's, that's, or celebrated. That's valid. Sure. I think that's valid, right? Like, but this is what I mean, right? Like, we again, we go the, the, the broad micro-macro, right? When people say things like, I believe that all people are created equal and blah, 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 and these people have some disadvantages, but I don't believe in these kind of social programs. Well, what do you believe in? Right? There's clearly some inequity, and some of that stuff is left over, potentially from slavery, but if not from slavery, like people like like slavery ended and everything was better. It's like they forget that literally just 50 years ago, 55, 60 years ago, they were, you know, murdering black folks or whistling at white women. You know what I mean? Right? So let's not act like that shit is so far away. You know, like, really, let's not do that. You know, right? But let's say that. Mm-hmm, I need to make a note because I do want to talk about something at the end of this. Yes. So I don't know. I don't have anything to make a note with. <laughs> I have to see how much time is left on our timer so we don't go over and I run out. Uh, tell Siri. She'll remind you. Well, 43. So we have 17 minutes left. Right. So, hey, Siri. <laughs> set a 12-minute timer. Now the timer will go off and be like, what the fuck is that on for? And I completely have forgotten what I want to talk about. But I, I'm sorry. I just, so, yeah. Oh, you can't hear me. What did I? Oh, I said, hold on. So uh, we're old as fuck. Um, no clue what just happened. We were talking, and then the next second, neither one of us could hear one another. And then uh, Zoom told me that uh, there was something wrong with my microphone. 
and all I did was reboot it and it worked. So who knows what happened, but uh, that was about 10, 15 minutes of delay, and uh, I, I had just made note of something like, ooh, I want to say something when, when you're done talking, and I, <laughs> so all our momentum's <laughs> done. Hopefully not for the listeners, but uh, I have like 12 minutes left on my recorder, and then the memory chip will be full. So do you remember where you were? No, oh, I have no fucking clue. Uh, let me well, think about it. I'm sure it was some shit we've said before. So, Well, since we're it. running out of time, how do we loop this back to where we started? Because um, mostly what we've been talking about is I said the thing I don't like about reporting is the desire uh. to be first, the immediacy, and then we traveled through the dumbing down of yeah. information writing and then the lack of training your mind to think. And I think... Is that where we left off? Yeah. Right, Here we are talking about right. training your mind to think, and neither of us can remember where Seriously. we were 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it's all the drugs we did in the 60s. Um, yes. I mean, I, I but I, I think they're all related, right? Like, I think that, like, if you have a system, if you have a rivalrous system where... Yes, that's what we're talking about, budgets and rivalries within systems. Right. Like, if you have a system that is based on competition, and it is based on as you'd say, whoever gets it out first, right? It's not about, right? Like you have shareholders who'll say things like, well, it's in the, I have a fiduciary responsibility to make money for my shareholders. As an American, I think what we're doing is terrible. It's going to take these jobs or not give the people what they need or do this or do that or cut this or do whatever. But as the head of this company, I have a responsibility to do what is, that will adversely affect America but positively affect my bottom line and the bottom line of my show. Did you just hear that this, this that, is literally just in a, a podcast that, that was oh, that's so funny. New York Times or something I was listening to where, I mean, it's been said, uh, um, even Michael Moore said he was sitting next to a businessman. Up, yeah, they say, okay, I can keep the company in America and the shares will be worth a dollar uh, or I can move it to China and the shares will be worth a dollar and five cents, a dollar five. I have to move it to China. It doesn't matter how many lives he wrecks. It's, you know, right. the shareholders. Right. So basically we what could... we're creating is not just, we're talking about budgets and competitions within love. America is treated as a competition. And when you have winners right. and losers, that's a problem, right. especially when the losers overall are losers not due to ability or lack of it, but because of skin tone, ethnicity, sexual orientation. And then that goes on for long enough, there's going to be pushback, and that brings us back to the protests. But I mean, but let's even, but I mean, but realistically, you know, that's part of it, but part of what, part of it is just that we live in a rivalrous place where we have a winner-take-all mentality and we do that at the at the expense of whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. If money's the only thing that you use to judge your success by and you really don't have any friends and all the information you share is strategic and the people on your own team you're competing with, right? Like, it just won't work. If you follow that to a logical conclusion, it self-terminates, right? Like, at the end... It just collapses in on itself, right? All the power's at the yeah. top, all the money's at the top, and it just crushes the people. It's just you. If you follow to a logical conclusion, it doesn't work. What we need to figure out is to have a situation where you disincentivize withholding information and lying, like a band that's really good, where everybody works together, and because they all work together, it becomes a massive thing where the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, right? 
but that you can see that in a band. You can see that occasionally. <laughs> I'm just thinking of examples. <laughs> oh. Two examples pop to mind. Uh, mm-hmm. The band U2, where everybody gets along and works together and is great. And then the Eagles, where everybody hates each other and all they do is fight. Right. But they held it together long enough to be the biggest band in the world for but, the 70s. And, and, and they still were able to write great songs together yeah. and perform great songs. I mean, Fry and Henley wrote... The great is a subjective word. I, right, I can't sure. stand it, but... <laughs> But I mean, but if, but I mean, if you take any band that's a yeah. that's a legitimate band, you'll generally see that, yeah. right? And everybody does what they're best at, and it just somehow works as a collective. And there's a lot of obviously other stuff that goes on, but but it's just if we could create a situation where where your people are incentivized to be open and to share information and to work together, we could all come become the nation could actually become something reasonable. It's very difficult because that is woven into us is a scarcity dynamic and a survival of the fittest mentality even though none of those things are true because we recycle our resources these days and you know what i mean and we don't have to and and we don't have to fight each other like that we can actually all work together but i think it would take something ridiculous like an alien attack right like like when 9-11 happened i walk around new york and i don't feel like a nigger not that i generally i don't feel like a nigger generally anyway right but because it's like a mental thing more than it is right like but you didn't feel but, like you were being treated as one. Right, I, right. I didn't feel like, right. I, I walked in and guys, people who would normally, when I see them, would like not pay me any mind. Hey, brother, how you doing today? Like, people didn't matter. And, <laughs> like, like this whole thing started. All your right. white friends calling you and checking in. Right, exactly. Like all, like, but everybody was like, like everybody was nice. Like, yeah. like, because we had a common enemy, these Al-Qaeda people. These well, terrorists were our enemy, and, that's kind and of that created brotherhood. Where everything started almost, with you know? coronavirus, but then that became right. politicized. It quickly, it and actually, this vanished. kind of like, what's that? Yeah, it quickly vanished. Well, it's kind yeah. of like it did with 9-11, too. Everybody says, I want to be like it was on nine twelve, where everybody loved one another. And then what you forget is by 2002, we were all just yelling at one like, we need to go to war. No more. You know, we, we were fighting again over everything. Right. But I think it's because we have the dynamics between us. Are, we, we grew up in a world in which everything is competition. Yeah. So I don't think we actually even understand how to do it, which is when we come to right and left. I get to this point all the time because I think racism is horrible. I think white supremacy is ridiculous. I, at a certain level, I understand that for 400 years white people have done that mental gymnastics thing where they've made themselves out to be the most righteous, most fair in business and war, the kindest, really like who we think we were from World War II, these people who saved the world. We've created this illusion that that's who we are while also doing the most despicable things to people who we think of as lesser than us, right? And that lie is now coming it's it's starting to unravel, right? But if you think about yourself as a person, think about what happens when things get too close to your comfort zone. Like like when things that you're not ready to admit about yourself show up, what happens, right? All your self-defense mechanisms go off and you start a fight with the person who told you about it. You yell and scream at them, say something completely ridiculous and hurtful to make sure they don't go near that thing ever again, right? That's what we do, right? That's kind of what we're doing as a nation, Right, like that we're being exposed for who we are 
and we're having a huge fight between who we think we are and who we actually are. We're trying to maintain this illusion about who we are and not accept who it is we actually are. And I think that is causing, for everybody, right? Like, certain people are waking up to who they are. Like, wow, we're not these oppressed people who need to be subjugated. We're going to take our power back, right? And then other people are going, hey, we're not the, the end-all, be-all of everything. Wait, I don't like that, right? And those two awakenings are are not going well, right? <laughs> They're not going well for both sides. You know well, it's I mean? funny because you reminded me in saying that of something I said and wrote. I, you know, I'm a blogger. I got so much to say. I, I'm a little <laughs> keyboard warrior. I type my thoughts out. Look at me. Um, before he was elected president, I said uh, that the, the Trump candidacy was good for America. Uh, not because I thought he'd be a good person, good leader, or any of that, but because it allowed us to look into the mirror and see who we really are. That yeah. he was exposing the worst in us uh, by catering oh, to the racism and the America first, not in the way you described it earlier, which is the collective America. Um, and that, that it would be a good thing for anybody that said, hey, we elected a black president, racism's over, that, that the Trump presidency was, or the Trump candidacy was exposing the dark underbelly that we'd been ignoring or saying we'd left behind. And, uh, yeah. oh, running out of time on the, the thing. Um, <laughs> and you're right, yeah. So it, I, I thought the examination might be a good thing. Um, and you are right. We are there. It is. It's all coming to a head, and where we go from here will be very interesting. And that's something you and I can discuss next week, I guess, uh -huh. since my Let's do it. memory card is full. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad we got a chance to do this. This is fun. Yeah, I and I think it's interesting that because yeah. we never look at each other when we do this. We're just sitting, in, know. you know, on the couch. Now and I can't at the make faces and... when you say dumb shit. I can't call the. <laughs> You can. It. That's the whole fun of this is calling me out on the bullshit I like to say. Yeah. Be interesting how much this wicker chair noise makes it onto the thing. All right. Well, uh, antargoodwin.com to check yeah. out uh, his music yeah. and katiehenrymusic.com to Absolutely. check out. Yeah, antargoodwin on all the socials, katiehenrymusic on all the socials. And then nathantimmel.com for the comedy yeah. and the stupidity. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That yeah, is it. Uh, tune in. Yeah, thanks for listening. on parade and all that good shit. And thanks for watching if you watched. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. We'll we will put videos out for a while and see if it uh, does anything. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, all right. All right see you.